Good evening. Welcome to tonight's night of prayer and worship. Thanks for coming out. We're excited to worship the Lord. Thank you for joining us on the live stream as well. So I want to begin tonight with actually uh, sharing some scriptures uh, with us. If you've got your Bible, you can turn with me to the Gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 4, going into Mark chapter 5. How many of you just really love these nights of prayer and worship? Yeah? All right. I think we've got the youth coming in as well. So high school students, junior high students, great to have you guys. Let's go ahead and pray together and commit this time over to the Lord. Father, we thank you that we can come and worship you. And with so many crazy things that are going on in our our state and in our country, we lift our eyes to you. And we want to encounter your glory. We want to draw near to you. We want to intercede on behalf of others. And we know that you haven't changed, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. For each of us, we want to encounter you, Jesus. And so, Lord, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to begin tonight's night of prayer worship uh, meditating on the glory of God revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And who we see in the Gospels is Jesus is coming into individuals' lives and he's introducing himself. He's revealing his glory to individuals. When you look at the Gospels, There's actually very little of Jesus' teaching and a lot of his interactions with people one-on-one. We do have recordings of his teachings, but there's much more of him loving on people. And I want to walk you through this day in the life of Jesus. And it begins in Mark chapter 4, where Jesus sends the disciples into a storm. And that might be exactly where you're at tonight, where you feel like, God has sent me into the storm. God is the God of the storm. Do you know that? There's times that he's going to commission us into the storm so that we would experience his glory in a greater way. He falls asleep in the storm. And this is frustrating the disciples and they wake Jesus up and why are you sleeping? And do you feel like Jesus is sleeping or inactive in the storm that you're going through? And Christ was asleep to be able to reveal his glory to the disciples in a greater way. They really feel that they're gonna die. Their their boat is sinking and Jesus wakes up, he rebukes the wind and the waves. And then check this out, at the end of Mark chapter four, we see their response to this amazing event of what Jesus has done. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? So there's this fear when they encounter Jesus. Like, who is this that calmed the storm like this in just a word, peace be still? It's action-packed. Then in chapter five, they get off the boat and there's this crazy demoniac to where society has no remedy for this man. He's cutting himself, they've chained him, and he, he breaks the chains. I mean, he's known in the community for just his absolute craziness. Jesus encounters him and casts out the demons. 
into this herd of swine and 2,000 swine drop into the Sea of Galilee. There's some guys that lost their piggy bank. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you lost 2,000 pigs, I, I have some friends that are all into what I would call like urban farming, you know, kind of farming on a local level and they're getting pigs and all excited about having two pigs. It's like, yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. That's a lot of ham, right? These guys lost 2,000 pigs. It's gonna get the attention of the community and they come out and they see this man who is absolutely crazy and he's clothed and he's in his right mind and once again, they fear as well when they encounter Jesus in this way. In verse 16 of chapter 5, And those who saw it told them how it had happened to him, who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. Then they began to plead with him to depart from the region. And when he got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. What would it be like to be this demon-possessed man? There's no answer that society has, no answer that your family has, no drug that they can put you on to, to remedy this, and Christ has set him free. And he's clothed, and he's in his right mind. He encountered Jesus, and he wants to be Jesus' disciple. Jesus says, no, I've got a different plan for you. I want you to go and tell your friends what I've done. He encountered Christ. Then the rest of chapter 5, we see two other people encountering Jesus. Jairus, he's a ruler of the synagogue, and his religion didn't provide an answer to his 12-year-old daughter being on her deathbed. Church religion isn't going to be enough. Coming to church isn't going to be enough. But really having a vibrant relationship with Christ and, and maybe you have a pressing need like this. And he has the boldness to come and ask Jesus to come to his house. But as they're trying to make their way to Jairus' house, a woman who's been bleeding for 12 years. So you've got a 12-year-old girl that's sick and a woman that's been hemorrhaging for 12 years. She's lived in absolute isolation because she would be unclean. She wouldn't be allowed to go to the synagogue, go to the temple. She spent all of her money on doctors. Anybody relate? Guess health insurance has always been a problem, right? And she takes a risk and she says, I'm gonna touch the hem of Jesus's garment. And as we enter into this night of, of prayer and worship, how about go for the hem of Jesus's garment? How about say, I'm gonna take a risk and I wanna encounter Christ. I wanna draw near to him. I believe that God is personal in my life that I'm just not a number to the Lord. And in that moment, she was healed. Jesus healed her. Jairus gets the worst news of his life, that his daughter is dead. He believed that God could heal his daughter while she was still alive, but once she's dead, there's no hope. He says, you don't have to come to my house. But Jesus says, no, I'm going to your house. And Jesus rose her from the dead. That family experienced the glory of God and the end of chapter five says that they were exceedingly amazed. And that really sums up everybody who encountered Christ. The disciples were exceedingly amazed. The demoniac was exceedingly amazed. The woman who was bleeding with 12 years was exceedingly amazed. Jairus and his family, exceedingly amazed. How about the 12 year old girl? I don't know what it's like to die, but if I die, don't pray to bring me back, please. Like, 
So she died, but then she comes back to life and she's hungry. I guess she's a normal 12-year-old girl. She's like, I'd like some ice cream, please. They were amazed at what Jesus had done. When was the last time you'd say you really encountered Jesus? You encountered the glory of God in Christ. God is with us. He's here tonight. Jesus is here to be worshipped. And for us to pursue him and allow him to pursue us, And let's press into the love of God. Let's press into the the glory of God and allow God to meet us in the storm. Allow him to meet us in the health crisis. Allow him to meet us in the things that the world doesn't have an answer to. Do you have a problem in your life that, man, the world doesn't have an answer to? Let's press in to Christ. So would you stand with me and let's pray again and we'll enter into worship tonight. Jesus, we do thank you that you're here, that you love us, that you're involved in our lives. We want to meet with you. Would you allow us to encounter you in a fresh way tonight? Thank you, Jesus, that you calm the storm, that you commission us into the storm. Would you meet us in the storms in our life tonight? We thank you that you are powerful over the demonic realm. And where we're fighting that spiritual battle and where Satan is even having his way, Jesus, would you resist the enemy for us? We plead your blood over us tonight. May those chains be broken in our lives. Those issues in our life that the world just doesn't have answers to, we look to you tonight. Like the woman who's sick, for 12 years that takes the risk to touch your clothes. Lord, we want to draw near to you tonight. Protect us from distraction. And as we sing to you and as we pray, we want to touch you and be touched by you. You're the God of the resurrection. As you raised this 12-year-old girl to life, would you, would you bring to life those areas in us that are dead? May you be glorified and may we be amazed at who you are. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship together.
to our hearts. To you our hearts are open, nothing here is hidden, you are our one desire. You alone are holy, only you are worthy, God, let your fire fall down. And let our
So uh, I'm just going to share a little bit uh, about what's been on my heart lately. And uh, Pastor and Eric and I, Pastor Eric and I, sat down this morning, and, and we're just talking about um, some things that we wanted to focus on uh, tonight. You guys can have a seat if you want to. And uh, we're going to break up into uh, prayer groups here in a minute. And if you feel comfortable, feel free to do that. If you don't feel comfortable doing that quite yet, uh, you're totally fine to pray by yourself. Um, but it's been a hard week for our state, yeah? You know, with the things that have happened in Boulder and uh, just the things that are happening in our country time and time again, the things that are happening in our nation, uh, it really is, is breaking my heart to see what's happening because I really believe that we need a revival, amen? And the only thing, the only, the only one who can heal our brokenness is, is Jesus. And so have, have you guys ever done something seemingly unknowingly uh, and then the Lord sometime in the future clearly had ordained it for such a time as this? we were picking songs for tonight, uh, I really wanted to do this song called God of Revival. And it's been on my heart for a while to do it and we just haven't done it. And I was like, okay, tonight we're going to do it. And this was last week. And then, you know, the events in, in Boulder ha have, you know, had transpired and uh, the Lord really spoke like, this is for tonight. And the lyrics in the bridge are, are come awaken your city, come awaken your people, God of revival, pour it out. And we need that. Like we need this awakening to the Lord for him to come and speak to us, for us to listen and for us to respond, amen? Because without a response, we can hear and the Lord can speak as many times as he wants, but until we do something, nothing's gonna happen. Like the Lord can, I think I shared it on, on, on Sunday, like, Jason Ogle always says, like, the Lord is a gentleman and he's never going to force our hand to do anything, but it's our job and it's our privilege to partner with what he wants to do. Amen. And so what I want to do is, is kind of twofold, is spend some time in prayer uh, by ourselves introspectively. And I really believe that, that if we want this revival, if we want this awakening to take place, it has to start with us. It has to start in our own hearts. And this is something that my wife and I have been praying for, for us in this new season of life is like, God, would you come and awaken our hearts afresh to what you're doing? You know, we come in here week in, week out, Wednesdays, weekends, and it's easy to get kind of desensitized to what God wants to do. We go through the motions. It's easy to become desensitized to current events, uh, to just disappointment in general. And I think we need the Lord to awaken our hearts again, to feel, to hope, to dream, to trust. And so what I wanna do is just spend a few minutes uh, just praying over yourself, praying for yourself. You know the struggles that you go through. You know the things that they're harboring, whether it's fear, whether, it's, it's a lack of faith. You know, we see in, in Psalm 51, David asking the Lord to come and search his heart. 
because he knows that revival starts there. And so that's what I would love for us to do tonight is just take a few moments, a few minutes, and really ask the Lord to come and awaken your heart afresh tonight. Really be purposed in this too. Don't, don't just sit there and for, for in it to be lip service. This is like a serious thing. You know, we're asking the Lord to come and spark revival in our hearts. Asking the Holy Spirit to come do a fresh work, a fresh move in us. And it's gonna take some response on our part. And so we have to be ready to do that. So I'll pray, I'll lead us in a prayer and then we'll just take a few minutes and just really ask the Lord to search you, to know you, to spark that revival in your heart, to remove temptation, to remove uh, weariness, to remove a lack of faith, whatever it is. Because I really believe tonight uh, the Lord wants to start something in our church to awaken his people, to awaken his city, to start to pour out revival. So Father, we're here for you tonight. God, we want to honor you with this time. We want to be surrendered in it. God, we're singing songs about us being here for you to come and awaken our hearts to life. God, we want our hearts of stone to be turned into hearts of flesh. God, may we never be hard-hearted to the work of your spirit, to the call of your voice. So Lord, we sit here surrendered tonight, asking that you would come and do what only you can in our hearts to weed out these things that steal our attention, that steal our affection. Lord, because you're our one desire, you're the only thing that can fix. You're the only one that can fix what's happening in our world. And we want to be a part of it. We want to partner with you with what you're doing. So would you come and speak as we pray, as we're vulnerable, as we're surrendered. So let's just take a few minutes, whatever it looks like for you, if it's, if it's kneeling, if it's standing, if it's sitting, just encourage you to get in a, in a posture of surrender and really ask and allow the Lord to come and start to speak new life over your heart tonight. I just want to read a, a few verses out of John chapter five, just that I read this morning that kind of go along with this. And it says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews and the Jews went up to Jerusalem. 
Now there in Jerusalem by the sheep's gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches, and these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease they had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition for a long time, he said, do you want to be made well? And uh, what really struck me about this passage this morning is as we're praying for the Lord to search our hearts, to soften our hearts, to come. You know, it's easy to put on these faces and these facades and come into church and act like we have it all together for Jesus. But the beautiful thing about this passage is that this lame man had been there for 38 years and Jesus saw his struggle and he walked right up to that struggle and he said, do you want to be made well? And so tonight you may be holding or harboring things that you've been dealing with for a long time that have been stifling what the Holy Spirit wants to do in you. And Jesus sees that. And Jesus is asking tonight, do you want to be made well? And it takes surrender. It takes honesty. It takes vulnerability. But that's his question tonight. Do you want to be made well? So as you're praying for that revival, as you're praying for that awakening of your soul, just encourage you, to lay it all before the Lord. Don't let this time go to waste. He sees what you're going through and he knows and he wants to make you well. Okay, and now uh, the second half of this, of this prayer time. I would love for us, again, if you feel comfortable, to just gather with some of the people around you and really pray for our city, for our, for our state, that God would awaken his love and his people, that we would leave here 
loving God better, that we would leave here loving our neighbor better. So let's just move into that again if you feel comfortable. If you don't, that's okay. But just gather with a few people around you, around your row, around where you're sitting, and really just pray that God would deepen our love for him, for our neighbor, that he would start to do a work that would be birthed out of this church, that would be birthed out of his people, to awaken love in our world. You know, I, even as we were just sitting here, Jared's humming that the bridge of Candomar Rescue in my life be lifted high, in our world be lifted high, and our love be lifted high, and that's our prayer tonight. So we're just going to spend a few minutes praying for um, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's an unbeliever that you know, whether it's yourself that you need to be reawakened to loving the Lord more fervently, whether it's our, our state, our nation, whatever it is, and we're just going to spend a few minutes in time, a few moments in prayer too.
and let's uh, just start wrapping up wherever you are. Wait about another minute. I'll stand and uh, I just want to sing that bridge of came to my rescue kind of as we conclude this time just as the cry of our hearts tonight and in my life he'd be lifted high in our world he'd be lifted high in our love he'd be lifted high amen sing that song, God of Revival. Um, Just as we continue in worship, I know it's a new song, but just encourage you to sing it along, sing along with it once you get it. And even if you don't get it, read the words, agree with them in your heart. Make it your prayer tonight that he would come awake in his people, he would come awake in his city. Amen. confidence monitor with the words just turned off and it's a new song and I don't I, I don't know them by heart and so <laughs> um, man, this is like the stuff that you can't make up, you know? (laughs) 
just talked for 20 minutes about how we're going to sing the song God of Revival. <laughs> and then there's no words. Um, all right, well. Do you know? Okay, we'll do, okay. Oh, I thought the words were up. <laughs> Jesus, hear my voice again. I'm laying down every defense. I can't do this on my own. God, I need you. Come on, we sing Jesus. Would Jesus hear my voice again? I'm laying down every defense. I can't do this on my own. God, I need you. Come on, because all I want. Because all I want is. Give me strength when I am weak To come sing mercy over me All I need is more of you To give me peace when tempests roar To be my shelter from the storm From the storm Break these walls. Break these walls and prison doors. Say to me that I am yours. Let love meet me where I am and give me freedom. Cause all I Give me strength when I am weak To come sing mercy over me All I need is more of you To give me peace when tempests roar To be my shelter from the storm From the we know that you're the answer to every storm to every uncertainty to every battle to every fear God that everything we need can be found in a moment in your presence God and as we stand here not exactly like we planned for it to be we know we're right where we're supposed to be And so the walls that we build up in our hearts and in our lives to keep you at arm's length, 
God, as we sing this song, as we sing these words, may those walls come crashing down. Lord, so that revival can be sparked in us because it only takes a spark to start a fire. God, and we don't want to rely on our own strength anymore, on our fears, on the lies that we tell ourselves, but we're embracing the truth of who you say we are, that we're chosen, that we're forgiven, that we're set apart, that we're a city on a hill, that we're shining brightly. God, because it's only your light and it's only your glory that can cast out the darkness in our world and our life. So this is the cry of our hearts in this moment. Come on, we sing till the walls. Until the walls fall down, till my voice gives out, I'll call upon you. Come on, you sing. Jesus, we 
trust in you, Jesus, Jesus, over everything, it's No, no. 
every stronghold will come I hear the chains hit the ground Oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out Come awaken your people, come awaken your city Oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out Every stronghold will crumble, I hear the chains hit the ground Oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out The darkest night with that <laughs> thanks Kev
Father, as we leave this place tonight, we know the work's just begun. God, we ask and we pray that as we walk out these doors, as we go back into our routines, God, we wouldn't forget about the work that you've birthed, the work that you're growing, the work that you're finishing. Lord, but that we'd be faithful to partner with you in whatever you have. Lord, we pray that this would just be the start of our awakening. We continue to surrender to you, to submit to you, God. Would you give us discernment when you speak and courage to act when you do as well? We're looking forward to the future, to what started here. We love you and we're thankful that you're present. That when we ask, when we call out to you, you answer. God, and that you're always with us. We love you and we pray these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for being here.